It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. Dr. Marcus Washington is a family medicine physician at Premier Health Family Medicine in Mason, and he's joining me today on Amy's Table to talk about something that affects all of us, and that's heart health. Welcome, Doc. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you today? Good. You know, as I was reading through your information before you came into the studio, it's really alarming how heart disease affects us so much. Throw some statistics at us this morning. Get us a little sobered up. One of the things that is probably, it's just way overlooked across the board, is that about one in four Americans, male or female, will actually die from heart and heart-related illness in every year. It is the leading killer of Americans. And in women, it is often missed and under and or underdiagnosed. And so we are losing a lot of people, probably some of them um, needlessly, and it could be prevented. And that's an important thing, too. You know, you were saying that it's Americans. One in four Americans die of heart disease. Is it one in four French or one in I mean, is that across the globe or is it literally Americans and is it us, the way we live and eat? It is definitely a tremendous problem in, in, in what they would call industrialized or first world countries. And it has a whole lot to do with how we eat, how we live, how much we move or don't move. Um, diet and exercise being the cornerstone of almost every health problem it's it it is very and almost very directly affected by those two well and it's funny because growing up i remember thinking about um some of my friends dads might have a heart attack i didn't really think about any of my friends moms having heart attacks and yet there is an issue of heart disease with women how is a woman's heart health different than a man's heart health one of the big pieces to the puzzle is often how we are taught as as physicians even and some of the attitudes and some of the historical stuff that goes with it that has always minimized heart risk in women it was always other things it could be anxiety it could be um that they're they're you know overworked there's an injury and sometimes that is the case but what will happen is it's minimized and it's overlooked and so as uh, you know one of the scary things that someone once told me is women are more likely to die from their first heart attack than men are and sometimes it's because they're having chest discomfort and and they don't realize wow you know it's not crushing substernal chest pain which is what we tell every male you have that you should present for care but in women they can have that but you can also have chest pressure feels like you know the the quote elephant on your chest um you have you have shortness of breath Suddenly, what you, you used to be able to walk upstairs and you can't do it anymore without feeling real short of breath or needing to stop to rest. And these are sudden changes out of the blue that just don't seem to add up. And it should be a, a warning sign that there's a problem. So if you're walking up the stairs and, you know, last week you could and you're halfway up and you feel you've got to stop, should you call 911 or should you just call and make an appointment? It really is dependent. It's dependent on other factors and things you might feel at that same time. Um, Certainly, if you are having chest pressure, doesn't seem to relent by stopping, Um, seems to radiate into the arms or into the back or up the neck, for example, Um, accompanied by other symptoms, rapid heart rate, um, actual pain that feels like there's tearing or searing through the chest. Um, You know, your vision goes funny. Um, and, And sometimes... And this is often a difficult thing for anyone because it's very subjective, but you just don't feel right. 
and you just have a feeling of I'm I'm just not right, a sense of impending doom. I always believe that we have been we were made thousands, millions of years ago to recognize those yeah. things. And if you if you feel like it, it is better to overshoot the problem, call nine one one and get help and find out, you know what, it actually isn't a big deal versus minimizing it, not calling and having a tragedy. Disaster. That's right. You know, one of my favorite quotes ever is our bodies speak to us clearly and specifically, if mm-hmm. only we'll listen. And I Very think you true. just said it so well. If you know something's not right and don't worry about embarrassment, wouldn't you rather live to see another day a little embarrassed than, well, so, okay, we're not, we're, we can prevent some of this. How do we go about that? First of all, I know regular checkups, a doctor like you, but what are you looking for in women's health? What are some warning signs or or what can she do to have a better outlook? So we often think about these in terms of modifiable risk factors, non-modifiable ones. And what that simply means is there are some things you can do something about and things that you can't do anything about. We can't change your sex. We can't change your age. We can't change your family history. And family history is very important to understand, which is what your mom and your dad have are the things that you are most likely to have. What your sisters and brothers have are also a high chance of you developing. Uncles and aunts and cousins, not as much. But sometimes if you see a pattern among a family, grandma, grandpa, three uncles, two brothers, a cousin, six nephews had the problem. Eh, we got even that extended family we have to include in there. But overall, you can't change your genetics and you can't change your parents, so you can't change those things. But what you can change are things like hypertension. If you have high blood pressure, we can help control that. If you're not eating right, we can change how you eat. Smoking is a big one. It is probably the number one modifiable risk factor for a lot of health problems that if we can help someone stop smoking directly impacts all of this. Why don't we just list right now all the good things smoking does for you? Crickets. People need to knock that out, right? I mean, if you could just stop one thing right there, that would be it. One of the things that I often say, if, if I say it once, I say it a thousand times a week, is we often think with smoking, the reason to stop smoking is lung cancer and or obstructive pulmonary disease. And those are actually very good reasons. Half the people with lung cancer... They were smokers. Right. And, and so there is um, a big reason why, um, you know, you should from that perspective. But actually, if the number one killer of people in America is heart disease, the number one modifiable risk factor for heart disease is stopping smoking. The real reason you need to stop smoking is actually prevention of heart disease. And so, it, you know, we often sometimes as doctors, we don't communicate that very well. We focus more on the lung aspects of it, and people have for a long time. And just something that I found over time is, yeah, most people know the lung stuff, even walking in the door. They have not always connected that smoking and heart disease go hand in hand. And if you're most likely to die from that, you got to jump on that with two feet. Right, right. What about exercise and heart disease and diet and heart disease? Two of the most important things. There is no disease state that is known that exercise hurts. In other words, or better said, exercise helps everything. Right. Right. So if we're looking at what, you know, when you really get down to something on on an an anatomical level, this is what we study in the anatomy and physiology of everything when we go to medical school. Now, you don't have to be a doctor to understand all this stuff. It's really pretty simple. The heart's a muscle. 
Every muscle works based on oxygen. You got to have oxygen. If the muscle can't get oxygen, it will hurt. So if you are exerting yourself and your heart needs to work harder and it can't get enough oxygen, the cells are going to start to go, oh, I don't have enough oxygen. We have all had like the, the circulation in our arm cut off and we get the little pins and yeah. needles and bees sensation. That's chest pain. It's the same thing. It's the same basic principle. The heart can't supply itself with oxygen. It starts to send you pain to let you know whatever it is you're doing, stop doing it, right? So if you listen to that, there you go. Now, you see your doctor, we figure out what's going on. And so now we need to strengthen your heart and exercise helps with that. But we want to do it in a graded way. This is all very good information, truly. And you can find out a lot more tips and information about both Dr. Marcus Washington and Premier Health Family Medicine and Mason at premierhealthnet.com. Dr. Marcus Washington, thank you so much for joining us today on Amy's Table. Lots of really good information. And I think you would say, don't get scared, get inspired, have a relationship, get information with your doctor. You can answer so many questions, get checked and get healthy yes ma'am that is the, exactly the plan go see your doctor get answers it's being in the being in the dark and being afraid is not an option in 2016 yeah well said thanks thanks for listening to amy's table a girl's guide to living with amy tobin on q102 for more visit amy's blog with q102 online at wkrq.com